You are listening to Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast, where we talk about your theological questions. BGN podcast is produced every Saturday for your enjoyment. Get more information on our website, grace-nation.com. Also, follow us on Twitter at GraceNationMin and on Facebook. Now, here is your host, President of Grace Nation Ministries, Victor. Yo, 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 what is up, guys? And welcome back to a brand new episode of Bringing Grace to the Nations podcast. I am your host, Victor, and I'm so excited to be here bringing you another podcast. We have Tyler back in the house. Yes. What's up, man? I'm back. Uh, Guess who's back? Back, back again. again. Okay. Shady's is, back. This is a Christian podcast. Tell a friend. What? This is a Christian Eminem's podcast. Eminem's not a Christian? No. no. Eminem's not a Christian. Okay. He, uh, there's bad words. There are. Do you not listen? That did part. you listen to? Did you listen to our podcast? If you listen to any music with bad words in it, you're not a Christian. Was that the point of the podcast? That was the entire point of the podcast. <laughs> that was the point of it. If you listen to music with bad words, I can't be on your podcast. Yeah, well, anymore. sorry, I can't be on it anymore. <laughs> um, how's it going? How you doing? I'm doing really good. That's good, man. Um, we're like in the in the midst of like a semester. Like it's like it's getting down and dirty. Exams this week. Papers this week. I have, an ex- I have an exam tomorrow. I have an exam tomorrow too. Well, it's a it's a take home exam. Oh, so you can cheat? No, no, <laughs> no. It's a take home exam. It's due tomorrow, so I need to do it. Oh. as soon as I'm done recording. Oh you. man, what yeah. what class? Theology. Oh, Theology fun, one. fun it's gonna be stuff. So oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I have an exam tomorrow, and philosophy class. My philosophy professor got mad at four students for falling asleep in his class. Uh, yesterday. How are you going to fall asleep in well, philosophy class? Well, well, philosophy. Yeah, it was it was pretty funny, and he was like, that's just mean. I think I'm a pretty fun guy. And I was just <laughs> like, I'm just like, don't hurt the man's feelings. <laughs> but it's, it was pretty funny. Uh, I'm under the uh, understanding that you have another segment for us. Oh, yeah. Uh, we said first and only last time, but no. we're coming back. We're coming back strong. 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 Tie Ties Top 5. Tie Ties Top 5. Oh, okay. Ready? So... Th- Tie Ties Top 5, Segment 2. Segment 2. What do you have for us? These. So this is going to have nothing to do with your podcast. Right? Okay. We strayed from the ordinary of like, hey, Top 5 things for your podcast. We're just doing Tie Ties Top 5 in general. Okay. Right? And I'm a topical guy. I'm culturally updated. Yeah, I mean, your sermons are topical. So. Right. Hey, hey now. Hey. <laughs> right? Like, I'm, I'm in the know. Right. I know what things are doing. Right. What's happening in the tweets and the birds and the YouTubes and the Snapchats and the Snapchats. And the, Snapchats and the, yeah, right? Yeah. I'm on social. No. The birds. Did you say the birds and the bees? No, I said the birds. That's inappropriate. Tweet, Twitter has like a little bird. Oh, like a little tweeter. Yeah. It's a tweeter. It's a Tweety Bird. A tweet, it, <gasps> Tweety Bird from Looney. Tweety Bird. From Looney right. Tunes. So because I'm so culturally updated, right? I, sure. I That's figured we would... Yeah, culturally updated. I just I just made it a term. <laughs> I figured we would do a Tie Ties Top 5 of the most incredible, like, cultural event I have seen maybe in the last year. Okay. Uh, top 5 places <laughs> All right. that Fergie should sing the national anthem. Yes. <laughs> Top five places Fergie should sing the national anthem. Fergie should anthem. sing the national anthem. What? If you haven't seen it, go YouTube. I'll put it in the show Fergie notes. Fergie singing the national anthem. Yeah. We just watched it right before we started. It was great. If you guys watch it, go to like a minute and just look at Chance right. the Rapper's face. It's incredible. And then Jimmy Kimmel at the end. Jimmy Kimmel just he's, dies. You know he's just thinking about his monologue. Yeah, there's just, there's just, he's like, should I get her on the show? Right. Like, should we make fun of her? <laughs> like, how are we going to do this? But listen, Fergie's was a once in a lifetime uh, performance, yeah. I think I think she she should do 
the national anthem at every event, but these five events specifically. Okay, so these are ready? these are the five the spots top five places that Fergie, Fergie needs. needs to sing the national anthem. All right, let's you ready? All right. Number one, together for the gospel, live in Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> the best Christian conference. Where else are you going to go? On the face of the earth. In the world. Yeah, together right? for the gospel. Can you imagine John MacArthur's face? During such a performance, he might turn Pentecostal <laughs> after that. Like he might just he's start suddenly gifted and, with the spirit. Yeah, he just he just drops. He just gets a second. He's just grabbing the spirit. He has the spirit. But like <laughs> finally, the spirit isn't dwelt in him. Like oh man, right. it took forever. Like, His teaching's not evident enough, right? Like he just falls out. Hey, he just uh, starts spitting uh, in tongues. Yeah, no. I could see like John Piper just like clutching the bottom of his. I could chair. see. I could see John Piper getting on a plane and leaving. Right. <laughs> like, I'm out. Bye. I'm gone. But you know what? I think it would be a great thing. I think the Presbyterians in the audience would really they appreciate need it. it. I think they need it. Yeah. The, the people who would appreciate it. it the most are like the Calvinist charismatic people who would be there. Yeah. They would like it the most. Okay. Right? And I the, can see it. The A29 crowd. The A29. The Axe yeah, crowd. The, the good really old Chandler in, yeah. Chandlerinians. Sure. However, sure. however we'll you want. go with that. You can't be a pastor in that like without being married. Just thought you should know. Pretty I think that's cool. We'll talk about uh, that. But yeah, we'll okay, so, so, so number one. First place, T4G, right. right? It's in Louisville. It's in the United States. You got to start with the National right. Anthem, yeah. right? Like, patrioti like patriotism in the gospel, right? That's right. Like, that's how Patriotism, it gospel. You cannot see my hands, but I rank <laughs> patriotism above the gospel. Right. Okay. So, number one, T4G. Number two, Hillsong Conference. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to get all the heretics in one place. Yes. As much as T4G would hate it, Hillsong would kind of love it. Like, Joel Houston would, like, love it. Like, they would all enjoy it. Brian Houston would freak and out. He'd die. He'd be he, so he happy. He might fall out for the whole time. Taya Smith would be up there singing it with her. Like, And they could they could do that seamless transition to Beautiful Name. Right. And right, right into Theistic Evolution. Yeah. Just right into it. Like, on the hills of it. Okay, so... And you know what's even funnier? The song conference is in Australia. Yeah, it's not. <laughs> we hate that place. It's not in the United States. It's, we're a, gonna... it's a fake place, just like Hillsong is a fake church. Am I right? <laughs> oh, it's God. not even in the United States. Oh, but we're going to start with it. Okay. So T4G Hillsong Conference, those are two conferences. It's right. appropriate right. to start with a song. But you know what's even better to start with a song? Infant baptisms. Oh my goodness! <laughs> we get a little pedo baptism up in here. Right? Those Presbys are really gonna love it. They're gonna the, absolutely the love this. They're gonna love this episode. They're gonna love it so much. It together for the gospel. They're gonna ask Fergie to now, sing now, at each of their. Are we talking baptisms. baby baptisms with the sprinkle? Or are we talking oh. that charismatic? Like, let me dunk you. We're talking like. Have you ever seen The Godfather? Yes. Okay, you know the bath baptism scene at the yeah. end. Yeah. Like the like the nice little dip. All right. A little dip. All but right. before the little baby goes, a little dip. You got Fergie out in front. Sings her Singing. five minute version of the national right. anthem. Yeah, <laughs> I think you did. I think that was better. That was pretty good. I'm not gonna lie. That was pretty good. Okay, so, so we got together for the gospel, Hillsong Conference, and then infant, the infant baptisms. baptisms. You ready for this? Now this one is more of a regular gig. It's right. not necessarily an event. Do you think they could get Fergie to? Oh, I think they could get Fergie. You want to know why? Right. Because it's gonna be the way you start each day at the Animal Kingdom Lodge in Orlando, Florida. Where do you get these ideas? <laughs> You are a just, uh, just imagine, you you stay at the Animal Kingdom Lodge. You got giraffes outside, right? You're like, this is such a you nice... You wake up, you stretch, right? you do the arm thing. It's so relaxing. And then, is there like an inner... Now, is it like she's in the lobby, or is it like an okay. intercom system so in everyone's room? she's performing it at 6.45 a.m. in the lobby. 
Everyone's invited. You get a free cup of coffee, but you blast it throughout all the speakerphones in the room. I love it. <laughs> now, I went on a Disney cruise one time. Did you? And every morning at 7 a.m., they would play When You Wish okay. Upon a Star. You yeah. could replace that with, with Fergie singing the national anthem. <laughs> Right? Let's say you have a wake-up call, right? You're like, excuse me, concierge, did you just kick? Ow! Did you just hurt your knee? That hurt! Are you okay? I was readjusting, <laughs> and I, like, banged my knee! <laughs> Please don't die on your Jeez. own podcast. Yeah. Good night. Okay. No, like, you have a wake-up call, and you're like, all right, I need to get to the park by like the park by opens 10. At, the park opens at 3 a.m., like, oh my goodness, okay, I'll I need get two to get hours up. of sleep. Right, I need yeah. to get up so I can get to the park. Your wake-up call is Fergie singing the national anthem. I love it. You wake up. There's no, there's no way you're not waking up <laughs> you're today. Not, you're not sleeping today. Yeah, no, you're right? not. All right, and the last one is I don't see any other option but this one. We have to open the inaugural Orthodox vs. Heretics tackle football game at the yes! BGN conference yes! with Fergie singing the national anthem. <laughs> John MacArthur will get a double dose <laughs> of Fergie. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. But here's... <laughs> Who would love this performance the most? Oh. Team captain slash head coach Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> she would love it. She would love everything about this performance. Oh, man. She would go up after her and say, you get a goodie bag. You get a goodie bag. If you look, Everybody gets goodie bags. If everyone looks under their helmet. Right. <laughs> if everyone looks under the helmet, you get a copy of Jesus Calling <laughs> that I signed. An Oprah Winfrey signed copy of Jesus Calling. Oprah Winfrey Holy Bible. <laughs> Oh, oh man. the Oprah Winfrey study Bible. Oh, get out! It's not okay. It's not okay. Co-authored with John MacArthur. Oh, just because no. he's actually experienced the spirit now, and he's like, I just have to work with Oprah Winfrey. Oh my gosh, those are all so fantastic. Oh my gosh, I so we. We talked in the last podcast of like we're, how we're actually friends and like we actually <laughs> hang out. I forgot we were recording a podcast because uh, this is just what happens. And that's when, like that's kind of like how we like to do our podcast, especially yeah. like for, like as of late. We've just right. been going into it, uh, having a conversation, right. and I've Whew. my knee's gonna be bruised. Your knee's gonna be bruised, and that's I'm just, still laughing. Like I'm. <laughs> I'm still in a great mood from Ty Ty's Top 5. Uh, that was fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for bringing another segment of Ty Ty's Top 5. I'm sure uh, everyone will appreciate it, except for those people blacklisted right. in um, Idiot Place. Are you referring to Australia? Yeah, I mean, those terms are interchangeable. But beside the fact, <laughs> we have a kind of fun topic uh, to discuss today. It's not Fergie singing the National Anthem. Unfortunately not. Dang it. Um, maybe, maybe next episode. Maybe... The Maybe Fergie singing the national anthem will cause the topic for today. <laughs> That's true. I think. I think in our. Uh, in, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to get to the topic, Tyler. Can't hold it together because it's just so funny. Oh my goodness. I'm sorry. Um, I oh, think. Man. I think in our world today, especially in America. Oh, you're getting serious now. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think. I think in America. We struggle with a lot of anxiety and worry. And I don't think this is just within Christian like spheres. I think this is like nationwide. This is worldwide. 
but specifically in our nation with everything that's going on in politics and everything that's going on with you know threats and, and tragedies and natural disasters that have hit Texas and Florida and, and other places, there's a lot of anxiety that has kind of been cultivated in America specifically. We're a panicked generation. We are a panicked um, generation. My generation like and your generation, and I'm a few years older than you, so I'm I'm on the tail end of the bottom of millennials. Yeah. And you're like towards the top of Gen Z. Yeah. Both of our generations are marked by um, tragedy. Yeah. Right? Like, our parents' generation was, like, the Vietnam War. That was, like, the marking tragedy. Yeah. But all of it was, like, overseas, unless you were personally involved. Right. So their forming memories are, like, draft dodging, uh, seeing uh, images of Vietnam War of the TV. Yeah. Maybe some of the like, Cold War slipped in there, A little bit too. of Cold War. Yeah. Um, like, um, my mom has memories of having to do bomb threat drills yeah. when she was a kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, that's their formative memory of right. their generation. Um, and that spawned, like, existentialism. That, like, right. did everything else. Um, liberal theology at its heyday. Um, go even a generation further. World War II, right. Great Depression. Like, that's marked their generation. Yeah. Our generation is marked by two key events. Um, both of which happened on American soil mm. and happened to actually shake the foundations of American civilization. Mm. That was 9-11, yeah. which I remember yeah. 9-11. Yeah. I remember being um, in class and getting called out of class. And my birthday is on September 10th, oh, by wow. the way. So like, you were like, it's my, like my birthday. Right. Like, yeah. I had just had a tremendous day yesterday. Yeah, I hung out with my godfather. Yeah. I had cake. It was incredible. Yeah, like, it was a tremendous that. 10th birthday. Right. right. Eighth birthday? Eighth birthday. I can do math. Sure, um, can. Anyway, um, but when I remember getting called to the office and thinking I had like a dentist appointment. Yeah. And like, why am I getting called to the office? And then you see like the buildings falling down. Yeah. And you think, and there was what 9 11 created for my generation and your generation yeah. was this low grade fever of panic. Yeah. Right? There's always a little bit of terror of getting on buses of getting on public transportation like a subway. Yeah. Um, there's always a little bit of a panic when you get on an airplane now, yeah. right? Yeah. And then even further, <clears throat> the marketing event besides 9-11 was seven years later with the financial crisis, Yeah. Um, which was the single biggest um, financial crisis in the United States since the Great Depression in the yeah. 30s. Yeah. I remember like our family lost almost everything, uh, and I remember driving down the streets with my dad and seeing businesses shut down and seeing like entire city blocks that once were lively right. um, shopping centers right. completely decimated. Um, and so we're, we're kind of marked by these two foundational events yeah. in our history um, that kind of reverberate throughout the following right. years. Right. I mean, and have shaped us as people. So our generations are marked by panic and marked by terror. Right. And so... I think it goes to the very heart of understanding who we are as a generation of right. Americans. No, yeah, we have to sure. understand that there is this low-lying terror in, yeah. in each, almost every person. Yeah, I think, I think it's embodied in everyone. Because yeah. I, I, I really do think it is. I mean, you can almost, I mean, it's probably, it's probably, I mean, we could get really philosophical with it and be like, well, total depravity has probably led towards these kind of things. And since these events happened, like, but short, you know, long story short, it's pretty easy to notice that there is this kind of foundational level of worry that we build things on. Yeah. And we might not even know it, but it's there. Yeah. And uh, the reason I, I, I started thinking about this and the reason I've been chewing on this topic uh, 
probably since we recorded the Contentment podcast, because I think these two kind of go hand in hand. Um, I think the topics are relatable enough. Uh, and so if you haven't listened to the Contentment podcast, I'd go back and listen to it. It's last week's podcast. You definitely go give it a, a listen and then come back and, and finish this one because I think I think these two are relatable. I was listening to a song called Curious by Andy Minio. I don't know if you're... Uh, I don't know if Is you're familiar. Old? Is that old it's, Andy It's Minio? old Andy Minio. Um, uh, it's really good. It, it, it ta- he's talking about a lot of stuff in yeah. his own personal life. But he's taught. But there's a line in there, and I can't believe I didn't bring this up during the contentment podcast. But he's like, uh, like America has taught us to um, focus on the things that we want rather than be content with the things that we have. And a long time ago, and I don't remember when this was. It was probably five, six years ago at my old church. Um, the teaching pastor, Daniel Butson had said this line and I, I even, it's on my Facebook. Like if you scroll down, however long ago it was, you can see me say, and I, I remember it like yesterday, an old and wise man once said, uh, he's, because, not, he's not old and wise. Because D-Butts is old Well, he's not, wise. he's not old. He's, he's wise. He's old. And, he's old. Yeah. Well, he's, he's old, not like, wise. Yeah. 29. Old man. That's really old. Um, but he said, our worry and anxiety is directly from a distrust and an unreliance on Jesus. That's good. And that resonated with me throughout my, like, till this day, every time I see myself getting anxious or worried, I instantly think of that quote because I, I, it takes me back to, well, I just am not relying on God for sustaining me. Yeah. And I mean, we read all throughout scripture, you know, let tomorrow worry about tomorrow. Right. Like, let it worry about itself. Let's focus on today. Yeah. I think we have to make a distinction that when we're talking about anxiety, that there's a difference between clinical anxiety and everyday, what we what we would classify as like right, that kind right. of spiritual anxiety. Right. So let's make something clear. There is clinical anxiety. There is chemical imbalance in the brain. Absolutely. Right? There is clinical depression. Yeah. There is There are very real medical, psychological um, conditions. conditions that should be treated so yeah if you are listening and you struggle with or suffer from some form of medical anxiety or medical right. depression please know that we are not accusing you of sin of having unreliable sin God. for having yeah. a medical condition go to the doctor take your pills yeah get healthy right right, right. like if you have that going on or even if it's just a season even right. if it's a season where you're talking to your doctor and you're saying, hey, I'm having these thoughts and I don't know what to deal with it. And your doctor right. puts you on antidepressants for a time. Hey, that's okay. Right. Right. Like right. there are chemical imbalances in the brain that need to be dealt with. Absolutely. We're not talking about that kind of anxiety. Right. Um, those are things that need to be dealt with within the medical professional. Right. See a counselor. Um, get medical help. We love you. Jesus loves you. Right. There's nothing wrong with you. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, we're talking more about the everyday panic right like when we allow our worldly problems to take seat on the throne of god um like when when we let things affect our worship towards god yeah um i i was uh doing just not not when i say study i was just doing just a just looking at some things and and um at at my old school trinity uh college of florida i went there and we were in a class and we were talking about uh, how Christianity is a right now religion 
and not a tomorrow or yesterday religion. And when that was said for the first time, I, me being my critical analytical self, I'm like, no, like you're wrong. We look back to the cross and we look forward to the future hope of Jesus returning. And I was like, what you said was wrong. But they're not um, talking about But that. that's not what they were talking they're not about. Talking about that. They, they were like, no, okay, so let's redefine what we're talking about. And I think, I think it's important to define terms, uh, again, like we did last time. Concern and worry and anxiety are different. Those are three different things. Yeah. Yeah. Concern. You can have healthy concern for something or someone. Like agreed. If if a family member goes to the hospital and because there's a tragedy, like there's a healthy concern that you should have for that person. Yeah. That's that's completely healthy. And I think I think we have to be really careful when we're defining these. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we have to realize that tomorrow is dealing with tomorrow. And yesterday was yesterday. Let's live today for Christ, and let's not have our worldly problems sit on the throne that God sits on. Certainly, and I would, I would not even say so much as worldly problems as um, th- things you're prioritizing over the normal everyday realities. I know that doesn't make sense, but what I'm more saying is the. When you have anxiety and when you have worry, you're putting more importance on things that don't have impact for today. Right. Right. So this kind of deals with the contentment issue of last week. Um, So concern, worry, anxiety. I like how you brought those three terms out. Let's say you um, have a really low income right now. Mm. Okay. Concern, normal concern would be I need to go to work. I need to do my best, manage my work my tail off. I need to not spend more than I make, right. and be concerned over my budget. Right? right, that's healthy. Worry is when you uh, take concern and you add pressure and you remove reliance on Jesus. Yeah, right. I like it's that. when you add pressure of because I need to be smart on my finances and everything else. I'm now going to spend all of my time thinking on and dwelling on, oh, I can't do this, oh, I can't do that, right? Right. Um, It's adding pressure to yourself, probably undeserved pressure to yourself, um, or there's external pressures that can add to you, and that can create worry. And when those pressures are being added, you focus more on the pressure and then therefore remove your focus from Jesus. Right. Okay? Yeah, and and that ends up like... All those things combined create this create kind of, anxiety. This anxiety that yeah. consumes right. us uh, and takes over us, and so right. every decision we make is based off of our anxiety feelings that we have in the moment, right. and and those are un, unwise decisions. So it's make. like anxiety is the result of the state of worry, yeah, where you're responding to pressure and you're removing lordship from Jesus, right. For however many moments. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And you're, you, I like how you said it, when you're in that anxious state, because it is a state. Yeah. It's like a place of being. Right. When you're in that state, you now feel like you have to make decisions out of this place of terror. It's a right. place of panic. Right. Right? So we talked earlier about kind of the generational yeah. bedrock of our culture, right? Okay. So two major cataclysmic events have created pressures, right. which remove lordship from jesus which america has done which the america people of america have done right if it was which ever there to be creates honest. worry right which leads to a state of anxiety yeah 
to where all people are making decisions out of an irrational judgment, right? right. Every They all think what they're doing is right, right, but they're not thinking we. We aren't thinking in the right state of mind. Right. We're emotionally and mentally and um, spiritually... Um, incapable of making Incapable, wise. I would say, uh, distraught. Distraught, yeah. Distraught. Yeah. Um, we're traumatized. Right. Uh, and living in this state of constantly being in trauma and so what we do then in the anxious state is we try to satiate the anxious right. state right because we don't like it we don't like right. being anxious nobody i know with anxiety likes it right right so what you want to do is you want to stop the anxiety so what you do in order to stop the anxiety is do whatever you need to in order to stop it so what have you done you've now gone from a normal everyday concern You've created it as an idol and therefore mm. removed lordship from Jesus and given right. over your heart and your mind to pressures. Right. Once you've given your heart and your mind over to pressures, now pressure is your God, yeah. right? Yeah. And you live out of this anxious state of replying to pressure and worshiping pressure. Right. And you constantly now feel empty, voided, terrified, and have to live yeah. in a way that's going to make your anxiousness stop so that you can satiate your worship of yeah. pressure. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's 100% what it is. And so what do Absolutely. you do? Yeah. You watch porn. Yeah. You, you find ways to alleviate this pressure. You watch porn. You overeat. Yeah. You post things on Instagram you shouldn't. Yeah. You talk to girls you shouldn't. You talk to guys you shouldn't. You um, cheat on your test. Yeah. You, you, you stay in bed all day and do nothing. You stay in bed all day and do nothing. Yeah. You binge watch shows for three days in a row. Yeah. Right? Like... What you do out of the anxious state is you try to satiate and calm. Yeah. You drink. Put it to put. Yeah. Yeah. You try to put at ease. Right. What is wrong within you? What right. is kind of revolting right. within you? And, and and that that outlet is usually drugs, alcohol, porn, whatever it would be. Yeah. To to kind of because there's this boiling tension yeah. inside of you, and you're trying to put whatever you can in you. Yeah. To cool it off, to make it stop boiling. It's kind of like when you meet a young kid who comes from a really broken household. Um, the phrase that you usually use for those kids is that they're acting out, mm. right? Like if you see a kid who, like, you're like, man, this is a great kid, but like, he's just acting out. Well, what do we mean by acting out? Well, he's in a current situation. He feels trapped right. by the current situation, pressure, right, caused by creating worry, right? Yeah. Lord, removing lordship of Jesus, then now what is he in? He's trapped in anxiety. Right. So what is he going to do? He's going to act out of yeah. this place of anxiety. Yeah. Right. So we look at little kids causing temper tantrums at, at in third grade, and we think, oh, he's just acting out of his current situation. But we don't apply the same thing to twenty-five year olds, right. to fifty year olds, right. to seventy year olds yeah. who have been acting out their entire right. life. No, right? absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I like how you, I like how you said it as a trap. And, yeah, it and, does. And that's and it's really interesting to think about that because it's a trap and the devil is going to do everything uh -huh. he can to keep you trapped. Yes, he is. And once you're in the cage, it is, without Jesus, it is impossible to yeah. get out. Yeah. Um, and and once, once you're trapped, it is impossible to get out. Yeah. Uh, and that's, and like we were talking about before, this is the underlying cultural norm right. that spans over all of America. Right. Don't you think we have just like we have just opened the gate to welcome the devil into America and just have fun because of our I mean anxiety that we've trapped ourselves in. We're doing his job for him. 
Yeah, it's all... Mm, I, I don't know if I'd take it to the... But I know what you're saying. Right. What you're saying is we're... We're, you said it best at the end. We're doing the job of Satan for yeah. us. Yeah, and that's always been like right. that's always been uh, kind of like this underlying like this. That's kind of been something that I tell myself uh, throughout life. Like, don't do the devil's job for him. Right. Like, why give him the ladder to to climb? Yeah. Right. Like, like we like we need to be on our guard so that Satan has to work to get us to slip. Yeah. And even, and when he does work, we have the defenses in place to yeah. resist it, right? Yeah. Instead of just, here's the stepladder you need to climb. Okay, you know I got what you. I mean? Yeah. Uh, and we do that so often. We're kind of doing the work for him. Right. Right, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about last week of mortify, vivify. Yeah. Right? Like, that's that's your flesh handing the keys over right. to the enemy. Right. Right, and you need to kill that. And right. And we need to kill that. That's every day, man. Yeah. Like, that's a that's a constant daily, daily battle, dying to yourself, right? And yeah. that's that anxiety. Again, we're not talking about clinical anxiety. We're right. talking about just everyday anxiety. That anxiety is felt to different degrees amongst people, but I think it's just as possible, right? Right. I think there is. Uh, you said it. I think there is a dying of self that needs to occur in order to calm it. So what I want to do. So we've kind of. I think we've done a decent job diagnosing. Right. Right. I want to provide two theological solutions. Okay. Right. I love. Um, so there was a there was a sermon Piper did, because every sermon Piper does is great. There was a sermon Piper did at a passion conference a few years ago. I don't remember mm-hmm. exactly, but he was talking about theological um, ways to defend yourself against lust. Mm. So he's like, here's the theological like you don't fight lust with uh, just anthropology. You fight right. with theology. Right. Right. Because uh, my roommate and I were talking about this the other day. Theology is not like uh, philosophy. Philosophy mm. is you're sitting there and reasoning on various possibilities and hypotheticals. Right. Theology is more like biology. Mm. We're looking at something real, right. like something tangible, and right. we're inspecting it. Right. And we're diving into reality, right. not into potential hypotheticals. Right. Right. I live with great roommates, um, and so we're because we're dealing in the reality of people's real lives and real terrors. Right. I want to present two theological realities that can be solutions for this. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Um, so number one, this is from Galatians five, one. Mm. Um, and I want to read the verse and I want to provide the solution afterwards for freedom. Christ has set us free. Stand firm therefore, Mm. and do not submit again to a yoke slavery right mm-hmm. so first theological solution in reality i want to provide is you've been set free so stay free right um, right i love that that imagery reminds me of the the israelites yeah leaving egypt they get out of egypt they're set free they're no longer under the bondage of physical manual labor slavery right. um social injustice political control they're not controlled by anymore and then they get out in the wilderness being led by moses and the tangible presence of god right the pillar of cloud the pillar of fire right there yeah and they go we miss egypt (laughs) right like they they get out there and they go we miss the lentils and we miss the onions and we miss the garlic and we miss the leeks like i don't want this manna flaky crust on the ground anymore right um that is such an accurate representation of the redeemed people of God. Hmm. The people of God who have been redeemed um, so often get into freedom 
look around and see a wilderness instead of seeing the real presence of God right in front of them. Yeah. And so often go, why can't I go back into slavery? Yeah. Right? Yeah. I miss sex. Yeah. Right? I miss having control. Yeah. I miss doing it my own way. Right. Um, and Paul encourages us in Galatians 5.1, you know, you've been for freedom, Christ has set you free. Christ hasn't set you free right. to again give you new slavery. Right. Right? right. He hasn't set you free temporarily so right. that you can have your cake and eat it too. Right. Right. Have your sin and have right. your freedom too. Yeah. He set you free so that you can live in freedom. So um, if you're struggling with all these terrors and these anxieties, um, re- realize you've been set free. Right. And dwell in it. Right. Um, think on the freedom God has given right. you so that you don't have to live in that state of anxiety right constantly do you have any thoughts on that yeah i think i think and i we talked about this a few podcasts ago like resting like like christianity is a resting religion yeah it, it is it is not a working religion when you have to work for something it's it has the potential to cause worry mm-hmm. but when you're just resting there's nothing to worry about. There's yeah. nothing to get anxious for. You're just resting. And then when you're welcomed to rest in the presence of Jesus, yeah. anxiety is the furthest possible distance away. It's not even a, it just doesn't exist because you're resting in the presence of Jesus. And I think when, when we walk into it with that perspective, I think, I think it changes our idea and the ability for us to fall into anxiety. I think... Uh, anxiety is a trap and, and when we rest in the presence of Jesus that that trap is is not only opened like the gates aren't just open like it is just destroyed yeah like it's just that's dissolved it's good, good. Um, the, it you doesn't exist remember, anymore you don't remember the chains anymore. right like the, like the way you were talking about it especially in Galatians 1 or 5 um, it almost reminds me of the cave analogy by Plato a little bit uh, yeah. you know you've been let out of this dark damp disgusting cave and you've experienced the light right but you find yourself going back to the cave because it's all you ever knew yeah. even though it's where you were chained up and bound yeah. right and i think I, as christians we do that we we understand that christ has uh, not only let us go from these chains but he has destroyed the chains yeah. Uh, he has not only let us out of this prison, but he's destroyed the prison. That's good. Yet we so often try to take the dissolved pieces of the chains and the bars of the prison, and we try, every time we sin, including falling into anxiety, we're building the prison back, and we're just asking him to put us back in Egypt, yeah. just like the Israelites did. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. Um, so second, second one, and I'm gonna say there's three. Okay. Uh, All right. So I, so second one, first one is. Um, you've been set free for freedom. So be free. So be free. Yeah. The second thing is um, realize who your hiding place is. Mm. So the, the, both of these last two are going to come from Psalm 46. Uh, God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. Selah. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage. The kingdoms totter. He utters his voice. The earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Come behold the works of the Lord. 
how he has brought desolations on the earth. He makes war cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns the chariots Hmm. with fire. So Psalm 46 is a proclamation about Jerusalem. It's a song about the city of Jerusalem. And what it's describing specifically is how Jerusalem represents a safe haven for the people of God. Right. It's, it's a security for the people of God. Right. But the sons of Korah are bringing out that it's a security for the people of God because ultimately God is the security for the people of God. Right. right? God is their refuge, their place of rest, their place of reconciliation. Right. Uh, refugees use a refuge. Right. Right. Those who are abandoned and displaced use a refuge. Right. Who need a home. Yeah. Right. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. So because that's true, why should we give fear when the earth totters? Right. Right? Look, look at the analogies here and look at the, the illustrations here. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea. Yeah. That's picturing like uh, like those videos of those glaciers yeah. just shattering just like and falling, falling into the ocean. Yeah. Right? Though that's happening... Though the waters roar and foam, yeah. like a tsunami. Though right? tragedies happen. Right. Even though all of this is occurring, we can be still right. because of who our hiding place is. Right. Because of who we hide within. No, and notice right following that, verses 4 through 7 are declarations about why Jerusalem is a refuge. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God. Right? Why? Because God is in the midst of her. Mm. She shall not be moved. So Jerusalem, no, there's not a physical Jerusalem anymore. But you, Christian, have the Holy Spirit within you and are a yeah. temple. Yeah. You have God within you in the very midst of yeah. you. Right? So God is your refuge and strength. You can hide yeah. in God. You He'll cover have, you with his wing. That's it, right? Yeah. You can have a place of peace in God. So um Realize who your hiding place is. Right. Is my second one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No. I. I think it's beautiful. Like realize it, and then, uh, like 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 that's like our hiding place, yeah. is the freedom, right of God. Right. Right. And so th- those two things go perfectly together. We can refuge mm-hmm. under God's wing in his in this fortress. Yeah. Right. So that when all these things happen, we still have the freedom to live wow. in communion. With not just other believers, but with God right. himself. And I would say, be, because God is your hiding place, you're able yeah. to be free. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Like, absolutely. he's what causes freedom. Right. Um, and then I would say, finally, the last point is, um, realize what all of this is about. Right. Realize what all of this is about and how it changes you. And uh, that comes to the end of Psalm 46. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. One thing about anxiety is it makes you feel, because all these pressures are coming on you and creating worry, it makes you feel like you constantly have to do things. There's something I have to act out in in order to calm this. There's a a measure I have to achieve. There's a goal I have to accomplish. There's somebody's approval I have to satisfy. Mm. There's something I have to attain. And we have to realize that everything exists unto the glory of God. Right. God's yeah. reasoning in Psalm 46 of why you shouldn't worry is because it's not about you. Right. 
None of this is about you. It's not about me. It's not about you. It will never be about any of us. So take the pressure off. Right. Stop putting so much pressure on yourself. Be still. Right. And know that he's God. Yeah. That doesn't just mean like um, take a breath and realize God's got it. That means, no, no, no. Stop. It's an action. Stop. And it's the action. Realize who God is. Yeah. And calm down. Yeah. Right? Be still. Know that I am God. And then what's the resulting phrase from it? Not not be still, I am know I am God, I'm going to take care of you. Right. Not be still and know that I am God, I'm going to take care of all the little worries you got. Not be still and know that I am God and everything's going to be fine. It's be still, know I am God, I will be exalted in the earth. Yeah. I will be exalted in the nations. Yeah. The ultimate security for the people of God is the glory of God. Yeah. God's glory is our peace. Yeah. Because when he is glorified... I'll take any crap. Yeah. I'll take it all. Yeah. Right? That's what all martyrs throughout Christian history have ever been Absolutely. able to say. If God is glorified in my death, I'll take death. Yeah. If God is glorified in my pain, I'll take pain. Right. Right? You, Christian, deal in the exact same situations that the martyrs dealt with. The glory of God is your highest yeah. praise and is your highest delight and is your highest joy. You're not getting the same affliction. You're not getting the same persecution. But your ultimate end for your life should be the entire right. glory of God. So the glory of God is your rest. The glory of God is your peace. And with that happens, bring, yeah. bring it on. Absolutely. Bring man. it on. What can be done? Yeah. I think be still and know that I'm God is the verse that's like put on coffee mugs and like put yeah. on t-shirts. like. Right. Like, don't dumb it down yeah. to what culture and Christianity has made it to right. be. And then let's connect that to the end of Romans 8, right? Yeah. Re- the end of Romans 8. What then shall we say to these things? Yeah. If God is for, for us, who can be against us? No one. Who? Yeah. If he who There's, did not spare his own son. Who can bring son? a charge against you? Yeah. If he no did one. not spare his own son but gave him up for his all, yeah. why will he not graciously give us all right. things? Who can bring any charge against God's yeah. elect? Yeah, it's absolutely. God who justifies. Who's to condemn? Christ yeah. Jesus is the one who died, and who was raised, and yeah. who was sitting at the right hand of the Father on yeah. high. Like Ab- absolutely nothing, no one, not even the yeah. power of Satan, which is nothing compared to God. Right, can do anything to harm you because right. because as you said, you are secure in God's glory. Yeah, which He will have. Yes. Um, so it notice the phrase wasn't I might be exalted. Right. Right. I may be exalted. I'm thinking about no, it. I will be exalted in the nations. Right. I will be exalted in the earth. And you as my child are going to be an agent through which that's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. And swept up into it. Absolutely. Um, I love, I like those three. So to, to, to put, to put them together, live in the freedom that you have. In Remember Christ. you're free. Don't go back to your captor. Mm. Um, Remind yourself of who your hiding place is, mm. and then um, and then realize what it's all for. Right. Realize what it's all about. It's all entirely for the glory of God. Right. You can rest in the glory of God, and you can live entirely out of resting right. in the glory of God, um, and realize that it's not about you. None of this right. is about you. It's all about His glory. So bring it on. Right. Right. Um, and then you can realize that God is your hiding place and you can quite literally crawl up to yeah. God as if a child's crawling up to his dad yeah. and cry to your God. Um, and then you can rest in your freedom that you have now right. and live in freedom. So yeah. be free. No, absolutely. Um, before we close, I, d- I did want to say one more thing. I think the reason, another reason why I really wanted to record this today is because I think contentment and this go hand in hand. I think you can deal with contentment 
But if you don't deal with anxiety, you're yeah. always not going to be content. I agree. Um, and so, so working on this anxiety and worry issue then will allow us to realize that we can be content in our freedom and in our hiding place and what it's all for, yeah. right? And if and and the reason we can't be content with those things it might be because we're dealing with a lot of anxiety. Yeah. So we have to take care of that anxiety. It's the root issue. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Tyler, thanks for being on the podcast. Uh, we ran long. And it doesn't even Did feel we? like it doesn't. we ran long. How long did we go? Um, over, over 45 minutes, man. All right, man. So, That's pretty awesome. Hey, I hope you guys are enjoying the podcasts. Uh, thank you guys for messaging me. I'm getting a lot of awesome uh, messages, stuff that we can work on, but also some stuff that, that y'all are loving. So I really appreciate all the feedback. If you guys want to reach out to me in any way, shape, or form, there's so many ways to do so. You can email me, gracenationministries at yahoo.com. Uh, you can reach out to me on Facebook, slash Grace Nation Ministries, Instagram, Grace Nation Ministries, and Twitter, Grace Nation Men. Guys, thank you so much for tuning in. If you haven't dropped a subscribe, please drop a subscribe on iTunes or on Podbean. We would really appreciate it. And uh, ho hopefully we have some uh, merch coming soon. I've been doing a little research. We just have to get the funds. Hacky sacks. Hacky sacks. Hacky sacks. Ha no you know, way. Sacks. I can do them. You're actually doing the hacky sacks. We can sacks. do them. Yeah, I can get I can get hacky sacks with the logo on them. Tie ties top five. Tie ties top oh, five. If man. you guys genuinely, I'm not gonna go out and buy a ton of hacky sacks if you guys don't want them. So if you guys are interested in buying oh, hacky this sacks, is amazing. You have to let this me know. This is the greatest thing ever. Because I'm not just gonna drop two hundred dollars on oh, hacky my sacks. Gosh. And uh, if you would buy a hacky sack, please let him know because I want a hacky sack with Victor's face on it. I know he just wants to, oh, he'll buy a ton man. of them. And just I'll buy kick eight them. of them, yeah, oh, uh, everywhere he goes. So, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys have a fantastic week. We cannot wait for next week's episode. We're going to be launching hopefully a new segment, so I'm super pumped about that. You are beautiful, you're one of a kind. Take care, and God bless. And that's the show. Thanks for listening. The BGN podcast comes out every week. Questions? Email us at gracenationministries at yahoo.com or tweet us at gracenationmin. Until next time, take care and God bless.